Welcome to Romero Records Podcast. Today we have on... Coffee. What's going on, man? Man, nothing much, man. Just taking it day by day. <laughs> uh, well, we, uh, we're drinking this uh, Luna Zul. It's a Reposado. Reposado, but for those of you who know, I don't really drink, but when I have people on, they want to drink something we drink, so uh, cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah, that's real smooth. <laughs> Also, it was your birthday the other day. So. Yesterday, yeah, yesterday, yeah. July first. That was, was my awesome. Birthday. July babies. I'm right yes, there with cancer. you. Cancer. Yeah, my birthday's on the 13th, by the way. Oh, so, okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, I'll make sure I give you a good old birthday shout out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I found you from that one performance mm-hmm. that um that we did that we were together at and at the uh, sub, Roy. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's been cool, like you know, catching up with you and talking to you, working on the DMG albums and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Um, this is really my time to actually get to know you, know who you are as a person. I, I know you're into cars and stuff like that because we were Big playing the, the videos and stuff of cars. Love but um, cars. That's, that's about all I know about you for real. So um, all right. I guess let's start from you do music. So let's start from like how you got into music, why you do it, all that kind of stuff. Uh, my uncle was kind of the biggest influence of that. Like he did music and, uh, when I was really young. He would take me into the studio with, he had a group called the Hood Figures. Mm. And so, you know, he ran a studio and I would be up there like probably every day after school and I just watched him do it. And then, you know, uh, as I grew up, I needed ways to express myself. And at first I was, uh, got into illustrating. I've been drawing probably about 15 years now. So, uh, that, that was a big drive for my inspiration, but, uh, as I kept growing, I needed to do something more. I needed mm. something that was a little bit more hand, like more right there in your face type expression. So I got into music. My uncle, he was a he was a big advocate for it. He wanted me to go ahead and do it. Um, but then you know, back in 2015, he had passed. Mm. So um, kind of stepped away from it to about when I turned 19, I picked it back up. Um, and ever since then, I've just been going at it hard, trying to, you know, make new music, new sounds, discover myself through the music, you know, trying to figure new things out about it. Um, I love music, man. Like, and the fact that, uh, I can make money off music too, is also a plus too. So like, <laughs> did you drink all of that? Yeah, nah, I, I, I just poured goal? a shot. I poured a shot. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even, I sipped it. Ah, <laughs> uh, sipping it nasty, man. It's just like, ugh. Yeah, I had a bite to it. So, I can't remember. You said you were from here or no? No, I'm from Memphis. Okay, you are? So I wasn't born in Memphis, though. I was born uh, in Atlanta. You're born in Atlanta? Okay. Yeah. So, when did you, you come here? When you come I had to have been like four. Oh, okay. Yeah, four, four years old. All my family from Memphis, born and raised from Memphis. Uh, okay. But I was born in Atlanta. I was, I'm a star-crossed baby. You know? <laughs> my father was Japanese. Uh, oh, okay. He met my mom in, in, in New York. And they rekindled back in Atlanta, and that's kind of like when I was created. <laughs> <laughs> so living in Memphis, and you know, you're you're doing art, as in drawing, and you're a, a musician. Do you do you like Memphis? Does it seem like a good scene, or are you like, man, I, mean, I, I got to go somewhere else? For me, I love the city just because like I've been here so long. 
Like, it, it's just home to me. But, like, as for what I offer, what I bring to, it's kind of hard to compete mm. with the other stuff that's going on out here. Because somebody told me the other day that my music don't relate to the people out here. It really don't. It doesn't. I'll be honest. I think that your music is very, I don't know if it's, so to say, unique, but it's just, it's got a sound for certain places. Yeah. And and I think that's great for artists to to have that because it's like a, a brand. But you, yeah. your music sounds awesome, but it's, there's certain people who just don't have that Memphis sound and that Memphis sound. And sometimes, I don't know if Memphis sound is... You know the greatest, but no, nah, it's hot, man. We on Memphis on the rise, and I'm not, I'm not knocking nobody out here who doing their thing, regardless of what they doing. They, you know, they straight and narrow, or they not so straight and narrow, man. As long as they chasing his music, I, I, you know, God bless them, honestly, to try to get to where they going. But I know for me out here, it, it ain't, it ain't gonna, it ain't gonna blow, blow. Yeah, like, and I ain't even tripping about that. Like, yeah. I ain't even tripping that if not in my city don't, you know, love me here. They'll respect me more if I, you know, still rep them if I go somewhere else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I go somewhere else, come back, and I still rep the city. Like, I can't help but rep the city because I, this is all I know. Yeah. So yeah. so how do you think you got to that sound? Like, it obviously isn't doesn't sound like, quote, unquote, Memphis. So how'd you, how'd you get I that? I don't know, man. Like, I was just rapping, and then it just didn't sound good. And I, I like to listen to songs that just... It's easy to listen to, you know. Mm. Like I trust me, I I do respect songs that, you know, they have like meaning behind it, and they got bar for bar. They like they spitting bars like it's crazy, but a song that just ride and you can just listen to it without even knowing what's going on, mm. no matter what language you speak. That I think those are the ones they hit hardest. Yeah. Like like if if you could play your music somewhere in the forest, and somebody will still dance to it, man, like. I, that's the type. That's that's what I was aiming for. So that's mm-hmm. what I worked on. Like I just wanted to be able to fit in. And I think it wasn't until like I came to Nashville, Music City. Like mm. I met different people and I linked up with different type of producers that I never did before. Yeah. And then they really like helped me hone in on that. Shout out to Lil Crimson. Like that man, real deal. Like taught me some like how to really use my voice to its fullest potential. And I'm still trying to learn some stuff to like push it further. Like that's that's why I'm in here, this game for the music. Like I wanna mm. see how far I can take this music. Not in a money aspect, but just I wanna make songs that I can't believe that I made. Yeah. And I've yeah. been doing that so far. Like and I love that feeling. So every time I make a song that I can't believe I can I made, I it's a success for me because like I just love the create like the 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 creativity part of it mm. the most, and it, and it helps heal. It music heals, music can also hurt, but like at the same time, like you need both aspects of that you know, that spectrum. You need you need the, the the shit that's gonna hurt your feelings and the shit that's gonna bring you back up, so you can understand like this life as a whole, you know. Mm. And I think just people just be trying to find what's catchy. And what's and then it's a lot of bullshit out here. Dude. Don't get me wrong, it's a lot of bullshit out here. Yeah, yeah. But if you can get people to believe in that bullshit, I mean, More who am I to tell? You, who am I to tell you? Don't do that shit. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, music is so opinionated, and then you'll you'll hear people out there who yeah. are like, "You have to do this or you have to do that." And it's uh-huh. like, 
You don't. You can do whatever you want, and yeah, it's going to pop. And, and that's kind of what I stuck to is just like, I've only been making music for myself. Mm. I kind of forgot about the audience for a minute. Like, mm. of course, I let people hear it. But if I don't like it, I'm not going to let nobody hear it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I like it, I know that I got a specific and very like particular taste for music. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, broad. So I have like a real understanding for like what I think people will like and what they won't like and what I think is a lot a very experimental and what's, you know, kind of status quo. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, like when you are able to find like a certain sound and stuff, you you've you're creating your own lane. Yeah. And that's you you can get untouchable when you do that because people will come to your music to hear a certain sound. Like you were talking about that vibe, you know. Yeah. You, you just have a sound where people just love to just ride around and cruise to. That's perfect because if you people drive a lot. Yeah, that's what they. That's where the most of the music getting played at in the yeah, car. Yeah. So if you can have that kind of music where people are just like, oh, I'm, I'm driving. You know, I'm like, let me put on my driving playlist. Yeah, or, yeah. Or hey, coffee's got that kind of music. That's yeah. what. That's what I want to listen to. And it really isn't just me. It's the, it's the relationship between the producer and the engineer. Sometimes that person is the same person, and uh. You know, they'll bring it to life because I also learned that some of the songs that I that I made that I I brought the vocals and stuff to it, but I didn't put it together mm-hmm. how as well as you know as they would have. Like you mm-hmm. know, with our with Remedy, like you yeah. really brought it together. Like you know what I'm saying? That made that made it pop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All I did was just give you the material. Yeah. So like, you really got to have that connection between your engineers for you know people kind of getting into this. Like they just starting out. Remember, like you when you when you meet an engineer, man, like really get to know them folks or a producer, like really just that much. Like do just on a daily basis, man. Check on check on them. Like just yeah. like, hey, man. Like just want to make sure you good, man. You know, I'm ready to lay some more music down and whatnot. You know. So one of my favorite things to talk about is the writing process. So when you're writing music. Um, or if you just in the booth, so just the the creation of words. Let's talk about that. Um, some some of the stuff you didn't do, and I think you did that the other night. You just kind of were in there and you punch in. Yeah. How do you do that? I I, I can't do that. What's what's going on in your Fine. brain? Man, everything and nothing at the same <laughs> time, bro. It's the most double edged sword mm. in the world. But really, just going there. Especially if you if the your producer engineer is lenient and giving you enough time because you know sometimes yeah. a lot most of the time it's gonna be what you pay for yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying that's why you know that relationship is also important to 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 help you express and then push it to the, the best of your ability you know what I mean so like when you go in there you just kind of feel it out listen to the beat see where you set in the best. Or like think about what you want to do, mm. but then don't hold on to that so concretely. You just like be be open minded to just do whatever mm. and let the song be the song. Yeah, I mean that that can sometimes be hard for artists because they like you like you were saying earlier, like you weren't really thinking about the audience. You were just thinking about like what do I want to create, and that usually should be what an artist should do. Like you should think about. Yeah. Because like when somebody wants a painting or something like that, they they try to get uh, you know 
let's say a Picasso, you know what I mean? Like they know what they're getting out of a Picasso. So like if you go to listen to music, like if Drake or, or Kanye is your favorite art, you know what you're going to get yeah. from them. So why try and do something that pleases people when you just have to do yourself? You just got to do the music that you like to do. Yeah, and you ain't going to know who going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the crazy part about it. You can't think about that. Yeah. Because that just narrow your bottle too mm. too much. Like you can't unless you just a sniper out here and you just like, I mean, I see the shot, I'm finna take it. <laughs> yeah. But if you wanna, you know, throw the net out there to catch all the fish, and you just gotta be open yeah. to do whatever. And then sometimes you find new avenues about how you wanna do it. How often do you try to do like uh like certain beats? Do you just pick a beat that just sounds good or are you like, oh, I want to do this kind of beat or I want to do this kind of beat? Uh I I man, I just whoever bring it to me, mm. whoever send me something yeah. and I listen to, normally most people send me like 30 beats at one time. Mm-hmm. Or if I find something on YouTube that I like, I mean, yeah, it's really just case to case, honestly. Mm. So where do you where do you usually get your beats from? Is it like people or you? Oh, I go YouTube? straight to my engineers, and oh, producers. Okay. So I'm going straight to them because mm. I already had a relationship with them, and they they gonna cut me the deal. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean that's that's a great way to do it because you know that if you wanted to change something yeah. or manipulate the beat some way, you can just talk to that person. You know. Yeah, yeah. Just talk to them. It's hard to do that when you don't know the person. You're on like YouTube or BeatStars, so yes. And make sure your engineers and producers are taken care of. Like, <laughs> don't be asking for too much without paying these folks. Like, you may still got your relationship, but they still your niggas, bro. Like, yeah. pay them, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's tough to really like find a person who has that sound that that you can work with, and then. Like once you have found it, it's like okay, you're my guy. You know what I mean? Like you, you're the type of person who you do the kind of stuff that I like, and we can just continue to work. So it, that seems like if you're just starting out, it's kind of weird to understand because you're like, Psh, no, I don't. I can just find anybody. I can just make any beats and do whatever. But no, it's when you find a sound, you found that person, then you're like, you've got a lane. You know, you've got a, a certain like headspace that you just stay in you and that person are on like the same wavelength and y'all are just working together and everything's just smooth so man that's crimson for me crimson drop that bag and stay gold like mm-hmm. anytime i link up with them folks it is very minimal preparation actually zero to no preparation like mm-hmm. you just walk in and they be like listen to this and i'll be like eh. and then they'll be like what about this one and i'll be like there you go let's get it <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, that was I was actually C four is calling me. Um, the dude that was in the studio. The yeah, other he told night. me he was gonna pull up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got people calling me right now talking about they finna pull up. I, I know they finna be mad. I ain't answering, but like, uh, we yeah. doing our thing. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So when when you started doing music and you decided like you know what whatever you're gonna like talk about, did you just think about like a branding and all that kind of stuff? Like what kind of artist you're going to be? First thing I said, keep it real. Mm. I gotta keep it real because look at my face. Look how light skinned I am. <laughs> I can't be flodging, bro, because yeah, yeah. like they're gonna smell that immediately. Mm. So I know I ain't talking about the hardest, you know, I ain't scamming, you know, dealing and whatnot, but like I, I, I'm a working ass dude. Like yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get my bread regardless. 
And I think I do well for myself in what I do. Like, you know, I I work in uh construction. I'm a general general contractor, uh project manager. So like I make sure that, you know, the money's still getting got when it comes to the projects, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get I get my I know I'm not giving as much time to the music, but like, mm-hmm. like that was another thing I had to learn that I had to just stop, you know, worrying about time I'm not spending, you know, mm. time I'm not doing on the music. Man, get your bread first, man. Like, get always get your bread first and then take care of your business because yeah. people going to respect you more for taking care of your business. And then, like, the music going to pop because it's always going to be there. Yeah. It's always going to be there. Of course, you got to put a little effort in, time and money and all this stuff, but, like, you got to set your shot up. And so that's what I'm. That's where I'm at. Like I'm trying to set my shot up, you know. Yeah. So I ain't really tripping on like that. I ain't traveling and going place to place. You know what I'm saying? But because I know that in the, on the end, when when my when my time come, I'm gonna be ready. Mm. So I do want to bring up like all the other stuff that you do. Um, but so like when you are you you have your other job that you do. What like what is your time like? Like how are you how do you manage? Um, you know, this is my job, and then like the music side of me, like you know, as far as you got to work on like photos and videos, and then you have to work on uh, writing music, or you know, if you punch in or whatever. Like what, how, like what's your schedule like? My schedule is crazy, <laughs> and I'm still trying to master my schedule, yeah, especially yeah. now having a child. Yeah, now you got the kid. Yeah, so like, pretty much during the week, <clears throat> I make sure that at night. When I get off work, I'm eight thirty to five every day. Okay. Um, I just make sure I get my little posts and stuff for the morning and stuff ready to go. Mm. I got a couple breaks during the day. I make sure I attend it, but at night is where I'm doing most of my stuff. So I'm I'm burning a lot of uh, midnight oil for sure. Oh, okay. So I did a lot of sleep getting lost. So, <laughs> I bet. Yeah. So when you had the kid, what were you thinking about your like your lifestyle? You were like, I was just happy, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. I was just like, man, I, I, I want to be the best dad I could be. Yeah. And then at the same time, I still kept doing my hustling. And I'm ready for this music because I'm gonna show him that no matter what you go through, no matter how how hard the times get, if you really want it. You gonna go get it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I can't come back to my son and give up on my dreams and all that mm-hmm. and be like, hey, go chase your dreams. I didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nah, I'm gonna do whatever I gotta do. If yeah. I if that you know, it, it does cause a little fr- friction between me and my lady. Mm-hmm. I will say that. But you know, she very understanding. She'll get she, you know, she kinda getting on board. But like I told her, like, I'm not doing this for no reason. I'm not yeah. doing this yeah. just to be doing it. Cause if I was just doing it just to be doing it, then Trust me, I'd be a whole worse person. Right? I take care of my business. Right? Yeah. Like, if that, if that's, you should title this episode, Take Care of My Business. Right? <laughs> I think that like when you find a spouse that can understand the busyness of it, like with Rachel, my wife, like basically I have like set aside time. That I will. Somebody still blowing your phone. <laughs> hey, that was C four. <laughs> Text them back. Tell them. All right. Let me tell them let we're me, in let the me podcast. Let, right let me now. let them in. God feel bad because like you know. We, so I did the podcast with him. Uh-huh. I had no idea who he was, and then he's just so nice. He's such a nice guy. And then he also wanted to like immediately jump on the the DMG rap album. So I was like, okay, cool. Like he's he's a cool dude. Oh, so he me. he's right. calling you back. 
You can put them on speakerphone. Everybody, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. can understand. <laughs> Man, put put this in the interview right here. <laughs> That'd be dope. So yeah, everybody, C four. Um, I have a podcast. Oh, is that him? We we in the interview right now, G. We inside. We doing an interview right now. We inside, right? That's why we ain't answering. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Let me know when y'all get done. All right, I got you. <laughs> exclusive people. <laughs> yeah, exclusive. We work. Like, all artists keep in contact. Yeah. If you really want to make get some shit done. Dude, like the albums in general have been so crazy. For number one, just because like the rappers are way more engaged than I thought y'all would be compared to the R&B. So I honestly thought the R&B people would be like more engaged mm-hmm. and more communi- communicative. Yeah, I guess. But um, yeah, the rappers have been doing, they've been killing it compared to the, the R&B people. But I'm going to be on the R&B album. I ain't going to cap me and- uh, You're more than welcome to. Me and Schwab were talking about doing okay. an R&B track, so- and I've only had one R&B track that I've never released. Oh, really? Yes. Why haven't you released it? I forgot about it. You re- <laughs> <laughs> recorded it in my living room with Crimson, and we straight forgot to drop that hook. Oh, man. Oh, by the way, so who is Crimson? The Crimson is, uh, he's a, man, that's top shelf. Like, that's man, top that shelf. man is, he's from Nashville. Okay. Man, one of the best engineer producers I've ever met, and also artists. We got a lot of feature songs. He's on my album a couple times. Uh, you you heard Zoom already? Did you? Yeah, Zoom? I, li- I listened to like one day at work. I just just went to coffee and hit play. So I listened to like all your music. He produced, engineered, and featured on that song. So oh, okay. He's pretty much the go. And he, you know, he's been teaching me a little bit of producing and engineering since you know I moved out of Nashville. So I needed okay. to kind of figure some shit on my own. So how did y'all meet? Oh, my homie uh, Darius, who's also uh, a great person. He's a uh, what do you call it? Public figure okay. out there in Knoxville, radio nice. host. And uh, he hit me. I told him I was looking for somebody in Nashville because that's when I just moved there mm-hmm. to you know record with. And he sent me Crimson information. So I went there and I went and I recorded two songs with Crimson. That was Diamonds, Diamonds on My Neck and uh, Better Hope. And after that, Crimson was just like, bro, that was like the two hardest songs I ever heard. <laughs> Nobody's ever told me this shit before. Like He's like, bro, who the fuck are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> And I told him, I was just like, man, I'm just, I just go to school, bro. And like, you know, I'm out here right now. So if you want to nice. work, you are, he said, yeah. He said, I need you on the team. Like, mm. you know I said, I got you, bro. Let's do it. That's and awesome. we made so many tracks. Majority of them are unreleased. Like, uh, y'all are those people. <laughs> yeah, we those guys, bro. Like, we could put out two albums right now, How like, how many songs we recorded. That's crazy. It, it was just fast. Like, man, like, me and that guy probably, like... Go up to well and five in the morning from like eight o'clock at night, just recording tracks. Like that's so wild. And so, that was like the first like real like cohesive like relationship I had with a producer mm. engineer. Like I was gonna say, like your your sounds are are pretty similar. You know, they mm-hmm. they match each other. Do you do you find that is key to? To work a lot with somebody is that y'all kind of have that same sound. You kind of have the same ear for music. No, nah, I mean, yeah, of course it's gonna go well at, yeah, at yeah. The all because it's just easy. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's just easy to do a song. It you like the same kind of stuff. Yeah, we do the same things, yeah. and we also experiment, and also we have the same personality. <laughs> so, okay. 
Yeah, I mean, but having, I think it's better to go ahead and keep doing shit that you're not used to. You know. Yeah, yeah. Having that like same, as you said, like personality, that same temperament, I think is pretty key because like I've been in the studio with people who I don't know, they just think differently, and I'm yeah. just like, mm, this, I'm just not feeling the vibe with this. Kind yeah, of yeah. Person, the so. vibe to to offset. Yeah. Like, it's to it's fighting each other instead yeah. of blending in. Yeah, you got to definitely marry the artist to the beat mm. to the engineering. So yeah, and that was one thing like about the DMG albums that I really wanted to do was to just let the artists pick the beats because I was like, I I know these people and I listen to their music, but I don't want to them to feel limited. And plus, like since y'all aren't paying for recording. I wanted you to experiment. Like, if you felt like experimenting, this would be the time. <laughs> and it's been awesome, bro. Like, I really like that part about it. That's why I said I, I'm going to learn how to engineer myself because mm. and produce so I can. Because I feel like once I tap into that, I'm going to be unstoppable. I'm going to hit yeah. the ocean with that one. Like, <laughs> now I'm making sounds and stuff that I never thought I would do before. Yeah. You know, I also play guitar. So, like, oh, okay. I can really just get in there. So. Yeah. You're very talented. You do a lot of stuff. I, I can't sit down. That's, I get into a lot of shit. So. That's key. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm that type of person. Like, from the time I wake up to the time I go to sleep, like, I, so we were talking about spending time with your spouse. Like, yeah. I usually set aside around like 9 p.m. Like, mm-hmm. 9 p.m., I try to stop what I'm doing and hang out with my wife. Just yeah. like, whatever she wants to do, that's what we're doing. Because, yeah. like, from the time I wake up till 9, I'm busy. I'm doing something that revolves around like music, work, like something. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm I have still to do. trying to master that. I think I'm still letting a couple things bleeding into our time. So mm-hmm. I need to definitely get on that before you know I be y'all see me on uh, <laughs> on fucking, the curb, not curb, but what's the name? Judge Judy and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like this nigga don't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's. That's, that's what I say, dude. Just like pick a time because like yeah. if you can pick a time frame, um, then you know it's coming up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you can expect it. You're like, oh shoot, like, I gotta hurry up and and do all this stuff because you know nine p.m. is coming up. So, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a that's what works. Yeah, for me. that's what I'm gonna have to do. Get a concrete time. I'm glad you said that. I just learned <laughs> something in this interview because I needed that right now. Yeah. Like I got to stop letting stuff bleed into our time and and be and be a dad and be. You know, I ain't a I ain't a husband, but like yeah. you know, trying to make it work. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's essential, and I think some people don't like you were saying. You're glad I said that because a lot of people don't really talk about that. You know, a yeah. lot of people don't talk about how they manage their relationship, and that's what you're really doing. Like you said, being a project manager, like you have to do that in your relationship, and that's man, that shit crazy, bro. Like <laughs> it's a whole job. It's, I talk to so many people a day. When I get home, bro, like I'm damn near dead. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, shit, I got shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> if if you don't treat your relationship like a job, then you'll end up like not thinking about really like what's going on. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that's an employee at your job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you have to treat them right. And not all that to kind actually of stuff. figuratively tell them that it's a job. Yeah. But like you just like you gotta you gotta give it the same urgency. Yeah, you know yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, it's, sure. it's key to be able to, you know, manage that in your head because, like, if you are too busy, like, doing other stuff and you aren't really, like, thinking about that, then it helps. Like, because you aren't like, oh, shoot, you know, I got to, 
you know, do this before. But, but if you were just like just living your life and you know, like as I said, I set up that not about that 9 p.m. time frame, then I don't worry about like hanging out with Rachel until nine o'clock hits. Yeah. So my brain is just focused on what I'm doing because if you're like scattered brain, especially if you have like ADHD or something. You're not going to be that focused yeah. on what you're doing, and you're going to mess I'm, up. I'm definitely not diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure because I have a hard time with remembering things, mm. and, and I have the attention span of an ant. <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm big enough of a person to say that my attention span ain't shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Real deal. Like people tell me something, and like something else will happen real quick. And I completely forgot what that person did. Not not even like on a sometimes thing. Like it happens a little too much type <laughs> shit. Like, just because I deal with so many people a yeah. day, like it's just hard to just when you get home, you just like, man, turn this off. <laughs> so speaking of that, like, what's your your friend life like? Do you have a lot of friends? Uh, you man, try to just keep a small circle. How's I got work? a small circle, but I do try to do my thing. You mm-hmm. know, the people I, who, who who fuck with me, they know that. If they need something, I got it. Like, okay. Just recently, like, my homie outside, he he just pulled up. I'm driving to work. I, I, I said, it's a lot of traffic right here. I'm late. What's going on? I see a, bur- a burgundy jumpsuit. I said, it's only one nigga I know with a burgundy jumpsuit <laughs> like that. Sure enough, it's this nigga right yeah, yeah. here. I said, so I called in. I said, hey, I'm going to be a little late. This happened, uh, this happened Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to be a little late. I grabbed this man off the side of the road. This man's car is in the trees on the side of I-40. Like, oh, snap. So they they know I'll be there for like, And then I, I expect that from them. So pretty yeah. much how what I put out, I'm expecting to get back. But if you know I don't, I'm still a, I'm still a bigger person. So Yeah. I mean, you got to find those friends that you know are like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. And they might not be the coolest motherfuckers or they might not be the flashiest. But yeah. I mean, they real niggas to me. So like. Yeah. They they there when you definitely need them. So Yeah, being being in that space where you, you got those kind of people who, you know, y'all do the same stuff and you get on the same schedule and stuff like that. Like uh if you work during the week and then on weekends you're free, then y'all can just kind of build that chemistry and you yeah. you do what you want to do. Like yeah. life is I would say life is too short to try and force some friendships and I've seen people do it. Yeah, I don't looks, force no shit. It's awkward seeing somebody force a friend. But another, that, that I brings the full circle back to the scattered brainness. Like that dude fuck up a couple of my friendships. They mm. like people just think I'm an asshole. Uh, like I ain't gonna lie. One time there was this girl at my brother's birthday party. <coughs> if she ever watches, I don't really give a fuck. But like, <laughs> I didn't look. She she was like, "Hey, you remember me?" And I was just like, "Who are you?" Mm. And I didn't mean to say that. Yeah, yeah. It just I, at the time I genuinely couldn't think of who she was, and I and I've noticed that and as the years have gone by, like I'm forgetting more and more. Every day. Like, <laughs> I think it's the stress. Like I'm starting to forget, nigga, what I did two days ago. Yeah, type yeah. Shit. Like so, it, future reference. If I'm scatterbrained, you see me on the on the street. Please don't 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 chastise me. Bro. Like <laughs> I I just I got a lot going on. Can't remember. Yeah, and I think that as you get busier, like that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's if you realize that you're having a hard time keeping up with people, that should be a good thing because that means that you aren't seeing the same people all the time, doing the same thing. Like yeah. you're you're getting out, you're doing different stuff. So like if you are showing up to all these events, like open mics or whatever, and all these people are coming up to you, and you're like, I don't remember you. 
that should be a good thing because that you know you were seeing. Yeah, people. yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like I, I I'm always gonna feel bad about this yeah, shit yeah. because like I'm I not that horrible. type of dude. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I want to remember every person that I that I had a, a a very joyous encounter with. You know, like I I want to remember you. I want to remember to check check in on you, but. This brain can only handle about ten people. <laughs> ten people, yeah, man. And, and my mama and them is already in there, so I probably got about two more spaces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, had the uh, the dinner right? You went out to dinner the other night. Yeah, I went to uh, Capitol Grill. Capitol, I've never been there. Where's that was that my at? first time there. It was best fucking shit I ever had in my life. Not What'd even you gonna eat? lie. I had the steak and lobster. Steak and lobster. It was the uh, tenderloin. Okay. I got it medium rare with the lobster. Nice. Softest steak I ever had in my <laughs> life. Ooh, like you could all, you only had to cut it one time. Like wham, that hoe was off. And it Capital was just soft. Grill. Yeah, coffee, Capital Grill. Nice vibe in there. It's dark as shit in there. <laughs> <laughs> dark as Candles fucking. Candles everywhere. Dim Ooh. ass, like every light in there, dim as shit. <laughs> but was, nothing but foreign cars parked in the front oh of there. My I was God. just like, Damn. one of those places. Yeah, huh? one of those. Rubbing elbows with the rich folks. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of birthdays in there. And ah, okay. We was all in there drinking champagne and shit, you know. Do you like, are you a foodie? Do you like to go places like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Like every day, I don't pack my lunch. I need to start doing that. But uh, every day, I, I, my brother's a chef. So like he taught me really? to be very, you know, critical on people's food. So, hmm. okay. Yeah, the one outside, yeah, he's yeah, a chef. That's dope. Yeah. So do you like to cook or no. do you just like to? Go out and eat and just try other stuff? I or? just like to try everything. Yeah. I've tried a lot of shit. I had caviar for the first time. How was that? It is not as nasty as I thought it was going to be. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be fucking gross. What did it taste like? Sushi. Mm. Yeah, it just tastes like, like a sushi roll. Like, yeah, I've never had it. It's very salty, though. Oh, really? Yeah, it's salty as shit. Where, where'd you get it from? Capital Grill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Literally had it last night. Dang. Yeah, I've, I've never had that before. Yeah, but uh, chitlins though, no. Yeah, let's just stop the doing smell. It. Let's of just stop doing it. Is it- <laughs> let's just stop. I had to get that. This is a public service now. Let's stop. No, every family <laughs> event that y'all had, they pulled them out, punched that person in their mouth. No. Oh my god! And don't come talk to me after you eat them hoes. Oh, like God man. damn, bro! Like he said, man, you throw some hot sauce on it, man. Fuck that hot sauce. Yeah, you'd be better off just eating the hot sauce. If you have to put hot sauce on it to make it taste better, it's not that good, bro. It stank. <laughs> they say it's gonna smell better when it get out the pot. It smelled the same. Like it, it's stinkier. It's got heat on it now. Like <laughs> it's got heat. Yeah, freaking. Yeah, chitlins, they, they stink up a whole house. I remember my mom would make them, and I was like, yeah, what is going on right now? Yeah, I had a whole house fucked up. What's your favorite food? My favorite food? Wings. Wings? Yep. Love me some good wings. Okay, so I I love to save money, and I, loved, I love to cook. So I'm always cooking my own wings, and I'm like, I could go out for wings. I'm sure somebody's got great wings, but I could just make wings at home. So who's got great wings? Wings are a scam, my nigga. <laughs> they all got good wings. They just gonna up price your ass. Oh my god! It's really hard to fuck up wings. Like yeah, yeah. it's that's really the only thing you got to pay attention to mm-hmm. is who got nasty wings. Every, other than that, <laughs> all the other wings are good. Okay, all the other ones are good. Or what flavor you like on them? But Shoot. if I had to give it to a mainstream yeah. place, I'm gonna go ahead and give it to Hooters. Just like really, yes, I, I, they sauce on there is just ridiculous. Hooters, I'm gonna give it to them because oh my god, because 
Not just because of the ambiance. <laughs> it is because like the sauce, like the spice level, mm. and the way that they bread it. Hmm. Eight a, out of ten. And I can't give wings higher than I can't give no wings ten out of ten. Oh yeah. yeah. I can't I, I see can't what you do mean. That. It's it's not a ten out of ten dish. Yeah, 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 true that. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. I've heard people say, what is it, Crumpies? Um, yeah. What's that other place that people... There's there's All-Star, I think. All-Star that's down the road from here. Big-ass wings. Yeah, I've, I've heard a bunch Strong of... Strong-ass wings. <laughs> like. A big old bird. <laughs> oh, God. Damn pigeon on there. Oh, man. Yeah, I've, I've heard some different... Places around here, people are like, "Oh, they these people are the best wings. These people are better." All right, and then I'm also give it to Central Barbecue because, like, I don't for know their what, wings. Yes, the smoke wing. Man, you ever had the hmm. uh, what is it? The uh, it's the uh, it's a sweet sauce, sweet hmm. heat. Okay, Bruh. that's damn near a nine. <laughs> damn near, like that. That's a oh good wing, God. and then to have it smoked, a smoke wing, yeah, yeah. like you know what I'm saying, like. Hmm. And they good size, and then they not. You don't got to wrestle with them. You just you just pulling it off, and you enjoying. Okay, I have to check them out. Yeah, check them out. So the, everybody who hasn't been to Memphis, check this out. So I'm not from here. I, I'm from Alabama, but when I moved here, I am a foodie. Like I love going to places and just trying mm-hmm. different food. Well, Tops Barbecue, Tops Barbecue has some of the best burgers. <laughs> I'll give you that, but you know who I like better than Todd's Barbecue? Who? Dixie Queen. Really? All day, every day, I'll take that Dixie Queen burger over that Todd's Burger. So let me tell you something. Um, Michael Butler Jr. and some other people, he's a he's a photographer, and mm-hmm. then there's some other people, um, they were talking about Dixie Queen. Uh, Dominic uh, Middleton, uh, I had him on the podcast, but they're always talking about Dixie Queen. I was like, what is up with Dixie Queen? So, you know, I live in Cordova, and mm-hmm. there's a Dixie Queen on Germantown Parkway. Yeah. I was like, okay, Rachel, let's go to Dixie Queen. Everybody's been talking about it. We go there, we have it, and we're like, this ain't that great. Well, Michael Butler Jr. posted on Facebook. He he had went to the same Dixie Queen and was talking about how trash it was. Yeah, and, I didn't even know it was one over there. And he was like, this ain't hood enough. Yeah, you gotta get it from the hood. He was saying you, you have gonna to spend get it. two days in that line though. You gonna spend like two two five days in, in oh, that line. Man. But once you get that hoe, that hoe gonna be hot and, and and the best thing you ever had in your life. Cause I know that they didn't wash their hands in there. They putting that extra spice on that burger. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, they were talking about like, yo, you have to get a Dixie Queen that's like in the hood or something. Because if you get one at Cordova, it ain't gonna be legit. And I was like, oh my God. So Yeah, I didn't know they had one over there. So like No, no what? Nah, I think I do know where that hoe is. Yeah, it's yeah. in the cut over there mm-hmm. on that street. It the tacos and ganas is over there now. Yep, yep, right yeah, over there. Tacos and ganas ain't Dude. and it ain't nah. tacos and ganas. Nah, I can't I can't mess with it's too greasy, dog. That's the best part. <laughs> it's too greasy, bro. I don't mess with the grease like that, man. Like Oh my god. I like grease. Yeah, yeah. But if if I bite into your like quesadilla, I want and it's I just shit shirt squirting. Stains. Nah. Shirt stains. I can't man. do it, cuz I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh man, yeah, tacos—that's my jam, and I love Mexican food. Like I can eat Mexican food Jeez. every single day. Like I said, that that you can go anywhere as long as it's homemade. It's gonna be busting. Chips and salsa are, are a deal breaker for me. You like, don't like chips and salsa? Well, I'm saying like 
if the place sucks at chips and salsa, then I'm like, yeah, this place is trash. Yeah, oh yeah, they will give you them plain stale ass yeah, chips. Yeah, yeah. But some places though will give you them fucking immaculate ass crispy ass saltined yeah. crackers. If their like, if their chips and salsa are banging, the place is usually really good. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I mean, like I've I've been to a good bit of places around here. I'm still trying to figure out. I guess the best barbecue place because that's what Memphis is known for. But people, you've been to one, you've been to them all. Yeah, I, <laughs> I feel that way. I really feel that when way. You come from a barbecue city, man. You just going to the one that's closest to your house. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, there's some great places around here, but honestly, I'm a huge mom and pop type person. Like when it comes to like the franchise places. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really a huge fan. Central Barbecue, I give it to them. I give. I, Hands down, they yeah. the nachos, boy. The nachos from there. I've heard. Wow. Hmm. Uh, what's that other place? Corky's. So I've heard Corky's has some of the best fish. I heard. I ain't never fishing. had a piece of fish from Corky's. They said their fish is huge, it's thick, and it's amazing. So I'm like, all right. They ain't got I, bones in them. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I have to try it though. I went to a place. I had they had bones in their fish. Man, that bones got stuck in my tooth. I had to go to the oh. dentist. Dang. That shit hurt me, man. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Yeah, that's like places that I say places that have like a um a small menu usually do well because they are specializing in that thing. But when they have like this massive menu, they usually don't do that well because they're trying to do too many things. And it's like, yeah, uh, what's going on here, guys? What are we doing? So Oh god, they got like motherfucking goat knuckle in there and just, <laughs> just doing random ass shit in there. Like, bro, I don't even I didn't even need to know what that is. Like <laughs> Yeah, those like those types of things, uh, that's what I pay attention to. Like yeah. when I'm out to eat, I'm like, okay, what's on this menu right now? What are we doing right now? So I don't know. That's just me. Oh god. Um. Anyway, yeah, we just went on a tangent about food for a while. Fuck that shit, man. I'm hungry. I'm damn near hungry now. Yeah, I'm starting to get hungry a lot. Um. So, for your career with the um, the contracting, how did that start? Did you just start learning random stuff, or that's my family business? Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. Yeah, we started from the bottom. Nice. So, have you like done any kind of schooling? Some like somebody taught you? How did you learn? My Learned it in the family. I've been working mm. there since I was like maybe like 14, 13, 14. Okay. I'm 26 today. I mean, yesterday. <laughs> so That's dope. Like, I, th- I think that's something that's getting lost in young people is learning skills like that, like learning trades. Yeah, you just feel more useful as a citizen. Yes. When you know, when you know how to do shit. Like, yes. I really wanted to be a mechanic because, you know, the car thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know- Building houses and shit is also great too. Like, especially just like fixing things around your house. Oh yeah, man! It's so easy to make money when you know how to do everything. Like, yeah, man, you could be hurting. Like, damn, I need some bread real quick, man. You just, man, I fix this, yada yada, yada mm. you know, boom. You making you making all that within some hours. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you know the bigger projects. If you want to save a little bit of money for yourself, you just. You know, set it up to where you can do it and you get all your material and stuff and you can get some big projects out, knock knock down in like three days. Like say paint a whole house, you can get it knocked out in like three days on your own. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You get you get if you get some real machinery, the spray rig, you know, uh, you know, if you you need to replace anything on the outside, hammer and crowbar, you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. just take time. Yeah. And then but you getting like, man, to paint a house, you man, you can get from anywhere from a thousand dollars to up to ten. 
Dude, painting, paying somebody to paint is expensive. Like, yes, painting sir. people will, they charge. So, I mean, but I, I hate painting. So, I'm I'm probably going to pay it. It's a bitch. <laughs> it's a bitch to paint. Now you yeah. don't cap. It's a bitch. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, when you think about, so a lot of people will complain about stuff. So, whether it's like making beats or doing contract work, like, so my wife, she'll talk about like, oh my God, why does that cost that much? I'm like, well, the alternative is you do it yourself. Yes. And she's and, like, oh, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the reason why it costs so much is because, man, this country is going through some shit right now. Because like, Facts. bro, everything is going up. Gas, groceries, nigga. Me, I gotta go up in price. Like, I don't even want to do it to some people. Like, I'm just like, oh, I'm struggling. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Fool, when you gotta pay a hundred dollars for three quarters of gas, you don't even get the full tank. You paying a hundred dollars for three quarters of gas. Come on, bro. I gotta bust your head real quick. Yeah. That's not saying I would bust your head. <laughs> I'll work with you, but come on now. You gotta I got family. It's it's tough, like, in this time frame now, just because like we we're seeing these prices go up with everything, but we're like, why? You know what I mean? Like, there's, it's like a, this invisible thing, straight it's, mystery. Yeah. <laughs> why is it happening? We Who don't is know. to blame? <laughs> That's exactly right. Like, we don't know. It's just. Happening. Is it all of us? Is it a certain set of us? We need to figure that shit out. <laughs> Point some fingers. Man, the gas was so high down. I was like, man, you know what? Trump wasn't even had bad. <laughs> <laughs> Bring them back. Bring them back, bro. Like, oh man, yeah. gas down like what? What was it? Almost a dollar, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, it is weird thinking about that now. It's like that was the normal, man, and now we're at four dollars. Do, do I deal with some random systemic racism, <laughs> or just being broke as fuck off gas with still systemic racism? <laughs> I think I'll go with the gas being down with the racism. <laughs> That is so true. I yeah. mean, things really haven't changed. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, just, that's why I tell people like, vote for the person that you just think is the best. Because like, at a certain point, America ain't changed. We changed, but yeah, we ain't changed. We ain't changed. You know I mean, America I mean? only two hundred forty six years old, so we that ain't no time. That ain't no. slavery older. <laughs> and by the way, I voted for Kanye. Hey. Feel free to because I, I just said it like why not vote for the third dude? He might be on the bullshit, but like these other dudes ain't doing shit. Yeah, and I tell people all the time like, look, America is super young. We're like we're like kids compared to other countries. Like China been around. That's for, what I'm saying. How are we the strongest and most powerful country if China out here? We oh everybody owe China. Yes, yeah, and we don't even know why we owe them. <laughs> I was born into this dick. Everything we have was like made by China. So that and like, especially you ever think about like Taiwan and um and Korea, like a ton of stuff is is made there. Yeah. But they have like zero power in the world. It's like, yo, zero. you're making everything. Zero. That that don't make no sense, bro. Like that don't even add up. <laughs> How you own everything. You but work yet in your do job nothing. and you ain't got no money. <laughs> That's exactly right. They they go to work. Hard every day, got no money, no power. That don't make no sense. Don't make no sense. Some, some, man, I don't know, bro. Like, I, if I ever get to the point in this music where I have to become a 
a real like um what do you call it? Politician yeah, yeah. with this shit. Man, I ain't Voice even gonna know like you know how much research and stuff I gotta do as a normal person to become yeah. a politician? I'm learning the fake shit that they giving us out. We don't know why none of this shit happening. Like we, I'm just learning the rest of this bullshit that they learn. I want to know what's going on in that room with them five dudes that's fucking <laughs> this shit off. <laughs> yeah, and like when people blame Biden for everything, I'm like, yo, there is a whole Congress, <laughs> whole Congress, and that's what I'm saying. Like they, it, they all old people. Yes. Why do we old, not get them out of there? Old white dudes. Why? Why? What is? What law do they do we have in place to where they can't get pushed out of there to replace them with younger minds and more ideals? It could easily be done, but yet we don't. But that's why I tell the young people like, just get out and vote. Like, just figure it out. I I I feel like that too, but I also feel like that's kind of a cop out because like, mm. even if they do go vote, how do we know that these people that are keeping these same people in with these same old mindsets that came from like damn near when we were still using papyrus, mm. like how we know that's gonna change? Yeah, yeah. And that's what like kind of but. We 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 cloud all the young folks' mind with everything, like you know, all these movements and shit that that's so unnecessary yeah. and shit. Like, I black lives. Don't get me wrong, black lives is is is, is important. You know, the, I guess you know the LGBTQ is important. Yeah. Uh, other th- abortion and stuff. Like, why are we why are we clouding all our minds together when we need to be fighting for like the like something that's gonna be worthwhile where yeah, everybody yeah. will can live how they live. And don't care what the next person doing, like mm. type thing. But we 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 put spotlights on certain things that rile people up for no reason. You know, but that's that's exactly it. Like you, we end up talking about things that are that strike us emotionally. Like if it affects you emotionally, that's when you start like jumping on stuff. That's what I'm saying, and and like. I'm not knocking, like, I don't have no issues with, you know, the uh, LGBTQ or nothing, but I'm just saying, like, it's just kind of weird that anytime that, you know, black folks need to really make hard in a uh, campaign, it, they kind of just overstep that, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They get in front of that. Yeah. And then that, that, that voice get muffled a little bit. Yeah. And now we worried about random other stuff that, like... I'm not saying it don't matter, but mm-hmm. like it could be dealt with easier, e- more, more if easier and more efficiently. Yeah. If you know they put their hands on the black issues, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like th- we need to get we need to get that together first. Yeah, yeah. And and black folks are not e- evil, like down to the core. They make yeah. us out to be evil. Mm-hmm. Like oh, if we if we let them come into power and then all this shit, they are gonna turn on us. Yeah. No, yeah. we don't care less. What we just want <laughs> what we want. Yeah. You know the, what I'm saying? Like we we not. I just think it just need to be like a like a a level of coherence between all these folks trying to get their voices heard, and need to understand like we need to pick something that's gonna work for everybody. Not because that it it like we catering to everybody, but something so solid that it has no choice but to work for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't know what that is. And I, like I don't feel like I'm the person who would come up with that. But I I think about that shit every fucking day. Like mm. what can I do? Or what kind of mindset could I bring to help people like get by? And now and with the album, I, I said the best thing I know is getting bread. If you're mm. focusing on getting bread, then you you focusing in on less bullshit, really. Like 
until it's time to get in, back into your emotions and stuff, then mm. you know it could be kind of out of touch. But like, I don't know. You see, you see how it is. It's it's hard to like live in American life right now for some reason. Yeah, I mean, the weird thing about America is we have so much freedom that our minds get kind of bored. You know what I mean? And then and cloudy. Yeah, and then at that point, you kind of start just doing random stuff. Like, yeah. you don't see people in like really um, communist yeah. or or you know like the what was it North Korea? Like, Man, they aren't doing any kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. It's because they're they get dictated. Like, yeah, they, they got a pistol to the back of their head. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's because they don't they don't have the freedom yeah. to to think like that. And I'm not saying that that's a great thing. No, to no, no. But to a point, if you can get everybody to just kind of tone down yeah. the randomness, <laughs> just tone it down, then yeah, yeah. we can think more progressively as a whole. But everybody mind too stuck on different things. And if a wise man once told me, one thing at a time. Like mm. we can get to everybody issues if we just set it up to go one thing at a time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like. But people got to actually want to do it, and we got to have the opposition to calm their shit down and stop trying to get in front of us. The yeah. fuck is they doing this for? <laughs> like, they, y'all want so much control that you'd be willing to fuck up people's lives, livelihoods, and shit, and like, it, this shit just don't make no sense. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, what you were talking about right there is like, everybody's trying to do, they've got their own agenda, everybody's trying to push, and it's just like, yo, let's, let's focus on the things that we actually need to do. So, my big thing about America is we try to be the world police. Like we're always trying to like control everybody. You ever seen that movie? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. American, uh, <laughs> Team America World Police. Yeah. Yes. Fuck yeah. Dude, we're always trying to like control what's going on yeah. in other places. Like, yo, we got people in Memphis that are like starving and stuff like that. Oh God. Why are we in all these random countries trying to help. Why them out. are we aiding Ukraine with billions of dollars if I billions. can't even get I can't even get you to give me another stimulus? You know what I'm saying? And I know my dog need it. My dog need it. <laughs> I need it too, but I know they them they need it. Like Yeah. It, it it kills me when I see that. And and like even small scale, just like a person. You know, yeah. if you got a friend who is like always doing everything for everybody else, it's like, bro, look at your own life. Like you need some help. Like, just take care of yourself. Yeah, like take accountability. Things, yeah, yeah, that's I preach that so much. Even in the album, on the album, I tell, I say it so many times. Be about your business and be able to take care of yourself because mm. when everybody around you that you lean and depend on, if they gone tomorrow, bro, you are gonna be in shambles, bro. Yeah. And you're gonna have to start over. So you might as well go ahead and put that foundation under your feet yourself, and then other people gonna come in and help you. Mm. And it's it's it'll be like they're not even helping you. Like you know, it's 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 favors at that point. Yeah, yeah. I think some people, I think they just struggle to realize like if I take care of myself, then everything else will take care of itself. You got to, and it start with the mind. Mm. Then it goes to the body, and it goes then it goes outwards. What mm-hmm. you what you put out. Yeah, like I tell people all the time, if if you don't have like your your head in order, then everything else is going to go to shame. Like you might not eat right, you're not going to sleep right, and then it's just going to be a cycle. Like everything is just going to go downhill oh God. from there. Yeah, it's going to be a cycle, and you're going to be trapped in it, and you're going to blame everybody else around you for it because you're going to become unhappy. Yeah, 
it's it's sad seeing people like not really understand what's going on in their own life. And like you can see it. Like, yeah. You know what's going on, but they can't see it themselves. Yeah. And the same thing, vice versa. You might have a little small thing that you do you do to like like my girl say I leave clothes laying around the house. <laughs> I do. And I don't I, do I don't necessarily <laughs> realize that I'm doing that. Like yeah. <laughs> so the funny thing about my wife is like we're we start to realize what each other cares about. Yeah. So she's huge on um, making sure the kitchen's clean and stuff like that. Well, there are other things that I like. So I'm huge on making the bed up after you wake up. Yeah. She never makes the bed up because I, I, I get up first. Mm-hmm. And then every every day I come home, bed's never made up. But that's a that's a thing for me. Like yeah, I yeah. love to make the bed up. As yeah, soon yeah. as I get out of the bed, I want the bed made up. She doesn't care at all. <laughs> but I, I don't give a fuck either. Because like I, I, I think of it as in if I leave how I slept right there, <laughs> man, I'm gonna get right back in that spot and sleep the same way. Yeah. But some people just it, like what we were talking about earlier about people have different agendas. Like yeah. people care about different things. People do care about different things. And so that's why it's good to have those people in your life yeah. that y'all care about the same things because then you're not gonna, you know, worry about certain different stuff. So you gotta that's you good. gotta have logic, empathy, and uh another third big word <laughs> in your life to make sure that you maintain your life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I had a problem with empathy. Mm. Like I would get frustrated when other people couldn't do their part. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I still have issues with that now. Yeah. But that's because like I it was like beaten to my brain that I had to get it on my own. Mm. And when other people ask for help when with easy menial tasks, it's just like almost kind of frustrating me. But you got to have a little empathy for those people cuz like they might not know. Yeah, that's like a big deal for people as far as like getting things out of their head and like speaking them. Sometimes we just don't talk about the things and we just always thinking it. And exactly. so we think that other people are like, we, it's like we have a conversation in our head yeah, and we just never actually have the conversation. Yeah, and then you take it for, for reality sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> That's exactly bro, it. Not going to incriminate myself right now, but you, you, we, we here, yeah. we here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's the worst because like you'll get frustrated with somebody, and it's like, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Like you're mad about something that you never even had a conversation about. Oh fuck! Oh <laughs> god, bro! Oh god! Yeah. Man. And I think that might be because of the time frame that we're in. You know, we've got cell phones where we just have these short conversations, SMS, yeah. you know, short message system. So we, we usually don't have these long form conversations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, I just found out what D&D was, bro. Like, oh, what's D&D? Uh, do not disturb. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm out of touch. I'm yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm living in a fantasy world right now, bro. And that's and that's the thing about social media. Like, people use all these like random short letter stuff, like uh, yeah. what is it, O O F or yeah, O O F. I don't even know what it stands for. Like, I see oof. it all the time. Is it just oof? I don't. I honestly don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just O O F. But I, I still don't have a clue what it is. And I like read these messages, and I'm just like. I'm trying to put this together, but I don't know what they're saying right now. <laughs> okay. But people, 
like they, they come up with these things and we just talk a certain way. Like everybody just talks differently. So that's, that's a big problem. Cause when we have conversations, it's like, yo, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Like we, we just talk differently, but mm-hmm. people like we, we need to get out more. Like we, we do need to be around each other and stop having like these random, like yeah. short, short sentences with each other. Yeah. Cause like, man, a lot of these young folks don't know how to comprehend life right now. Like, yeah. That's why they spazzing out. Like yeah. they just doing shit just to be doing shit, killing, stealing, like just random ass shit. And that's where that, you know, the empathy you were talking yeah, about comes it, from. They don't have empathy. It's like, because like they felt like nobody had it for them. So why mm-hmm. should they have it for the next person? Yeah. And that's why you have to, you know, no matter like the the case of anybody, they might not seem like the best person, but like if you know if you can deal with them in some form or fashion and save save their mindset, bro, I would just go ahead and do it, bro. Like don't wait for the next person to do it. Yeah. Cause you you can make the difference for that that that, that little young nigga that's finna go ahead and his mom's key for a Ford focus with a motherfucking uh hot point. And finna go just do some dumb ass shit. Yeah. It's and jam up and get killed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like just reaching out to people that you know um might have issues and stuff like that. Like that's yeah. It's smart. That's a that's a thing that, that I think a lot of people in Memphis need to focus on. That a lot of people out here, especially in, that are impoverished, have Mental and health issues. Yeah, yeah. And most of them look like they're walking around fine and normal, but that's not the case. A lot of people have mental issues yeah. out here. <clears throat> Especially like when you're in poverty type areas. Like it, it's easy to happen. Yeah. If you're not making money, like that's stressful. Yeah. And when you don't have good food, that's mm-hmm. stressful. And stress and and nutrition can lead to not having the best mindset and, yeah. and lead to mental issues. Yeah. Like your brain will literally feel like it's being starved if yeah. you aren't uh, feeding it the right foods. And and that's no knock on people who don't make money. It's yeah. just That's just your situation. Like, it's just a situation and that's just the situation that they have provided for our our areas and in, yeah. in our community, like that's the what I'm system. saying. Our go- like the system and the government needs to step up to where these folks can at least be able to take care of themselves to the point that they can change their situation. Yeah, something uh, you were again back on the empathy thing. Uh, something that I didn't realize until probably a couple years ago was like that whole um, the mindset of well, if they're in just a bad situation, won't they just move and go and do better? But it's like, Gentrification. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's not a thing because. So I dated a girl who had um, what was it, like like not PTSD. Uh, I guess like anxiety or whatever. Yeah, and um, depression. That's what yeah. it was. So she had depression, and I used to. I was like, that's not a thing. Like, just snap out of it. But when I was talking to her, I could literally see it. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. like she, like, I would be trying to talk to her, but it was not getting through to her. Yeah. And it was just like, she can't it, just snap out it of could, it. It could be down just to chemical imbalance. Like, yeah. I, I still battle with it a lot. Uh, mm. I gained it, you know, I, I didn't grow up in a, uh, I grew up in a broken home until about, I was like 10 years old. Mm. That's when my stepdad came into my life. Um. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know why I would feel like this. I don't know why I would waste so much time just sitting alone, music, thinking. It was the depression, man, and I still deal with it. Like, it'll randomly hit you, too. Mm. 
But nowadays, I, I have better equipment to combat that. Yeah, like, yeah. The music helps. The yeah. art helps. My son, my girlfriend, my friends, like they, they make, they help me realize to get back on track. But when you get into it, it, it do feel like you can't get out for a second. Like you, you'll be having a whole good day the day before, mm. and then and then just randomly you'll wake up and just you can't even put a smile on, mm. and you don't even know why. And it's just like I don't. It's it's like the weirdest fucking thing to explain to somebody. Like the depression is just like only thing you can do is do something. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? When it comes to that. I would go say take you some medicine and all that shit. Nah, don't even do that because ain't no telling what they doing and putting all that bullshit in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's something that if you don't, if you're if you're a type of person who doesn't really deal with it, you're just gonna think, oh, just tell them to snap out of it and they'll be fine. But th- th- it doesn't exist. Nah, you, that, that's 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 some narcissistic bullshit. Yeah. You can't just rub that type of person off. You got to help them. Understand that message. The only way through is through, mm. but you got to give them the tools to get through. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like what you were saying. You know, your your kid and the music. And you got to find whatever it is that you can. That's just gonna spark that. Uh, mm. It's really what it what is what is it called? DMT in your head. Oh like yeah, the yeah, chemical like yeah, that yeah. causes happiness. Or yeah, whatever it is. Serotonin. It's easy, yeah, yes. It's it's easy to set it off. You got to figure out how to kickstart. It. It's almost like a lawnmower. You got to get it back going. Like, yeah. But it'll 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 sneak up on you at random times. And then of course I have anxiety. I was in a bad car accident. You know, a long long time. I can't ride with certain people. You know, so mm. I, I can't I can't I gotta drive my own car unless I just know that you got me. You know. What yeah. I mean? yeah. Like, and. Anxiety is a different thing. Like on top of the depression, the anxiety is different. It act different. Mm. So the anxiety can is only triggered. Mm. Depression is not triggered. Yeah. Depression can come and go whenever the fuck it pleases. That's so scary. Yeah, like. But when it comes to the anxiety, like certain things are said. Like so, what will set me off? Like, say I'm riding with somebody. This this is how. My anxiety sets up. Like, I'm riding with somebody. They on the phone. I'm just sitting there minding my own business. And then, like, now I'm getting stimulated in the ear with the talking, with random jogging, and I'm trying to pay attention to the road. Shit shit going, the motion. And then it just kind of just, like, almost Mm. like you can't. You can't breathe for a second. Your chest get tight, and you, you start skipping beats. And you just like, damn. I don't know what to do right now. I don't know what to do, but I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack, but I need to stay calm. And my brother told me, he's like, the best way to deal with that, brother, is laugh. Mm. And so, like, he'll tell me a joke, you know, get me laughing again, and that shit will go away. Mm. And, and it's really just, you have to calm down. You have to, it's really just the stress, like, blanketing it over you. You just got to take a second, remember where you are, remember what you're doing, and just, you know, Get yourself in better spirits right there. It's going to be hard. Because, mm. man, I'd rather deal with that depression than that fucking anxiety, though. Anxiety make you feel like you finna die right there. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> you finna die right then and there. Like, mm. But I don't know. Like I've been doing a lot more research, and I, I, I just try to spread whatever knowledge I have. On my, it's different for everybody, though. But yeah. like, I just try to help 
certain people with different things, trying to like just get them to know that they gotta express themselves. A lot of this stuff come from holding shit in and uh trauma that you had in the past. Like you just gotta you gotta keep that 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 type of information and and uh like flowing out of you. You gotta get it out of you. You have to express yourself. If you don't express yourself, it's gonna stick in there and it damn near will kill you if you hold it. That's one thing I love about this podcast is I get to talk about I get to talk to people about that kind of stuff yeah. and it's and when people hear it, they're like, Oh snap. Like so and so dealt with that and that kind of stuff. So it's still dealing with it. And you're able to talk about it. You know, some people, as we said, they just don't have the conversations. They or don't. they don't have the knowledge to to tell you what they what you know, express. Yeah, but it was such an issue for me, uh, for and, and and a big wall for me to get over to you know realize my dreams and stuff that I I spent a lot of time like paying attention to my body, mm. understand, putting myself through those things again and again and again so I can learn every time what's happening. So it, this is this me. T- what I'm telling you now is. Hundreds of anxiety attacks mm. afterwards, and but just me just maintaining uh, calmness. Sometimes I can't maintain it. Sometimes you know I be I I drive and pull the fuck up, pull the fuck over. Like I got run into this Wendy's real quick, grab some water. Like I'm I'm freaking the fuck out. You know it just it just case by case, bro. Like just people got to understand that you have to keep yourself together because if you don't, you will crash out. So that's where the empathy come in for other people. You got to have empathy for people so because you don't know what they're going through. Yeah, yeah. Just everything you were saying is so crucial that people understand who they are. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you, And you can't deny it. You're like, no, nah, I'm tough. You know, I can't. Yeah. No, you can be the toughest motherfucker. That desire <laughs> to break your ass down. Yeah. That yeah. depression will break your ass down. I mean, we always talk about like people who came back from war with PTSD and all that kind of stuff. It's like. Those people have been through that's a lot. Just, that's just like the extreme version of anxiety. That's yeah. extreme. Regular anxiety can just be everyday life. Mm-hmm. Everyday life. And you will struggle to get through it because yeah. it's everyday life. Because it's everyday life. And yeah. people are just like, man, I brush that shit off. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. Yeah, like we, we as humans... Have to deal with some of the like the smallest things because, as I said, it's everyday life. Like you, you just kind of have to just keep going. Like life yeah, doesn't slow you down. You gotta push, man. You gotta you gotta keep your sanity. Keep keep the love in your heart. Make sure you keep your people around you. You know who you know gonna be there for them, and you got to be there for for, for them as well. And just maintain your environment because like you are. Your surroundings, you are you, you are everything that you are put out, you put out into the world. So you just got to remember, like everything that you do is very volatile to how you want the the universe to send back what you just gave out. Mm. If that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's let's wrap this up. Yeah, let's Um, go ahead. Let's just get one more shot in too. Yeah, yeah. Cause I know they downstairs like man, these niggas take this over, you know. Here we go. Um, so, what are you working on? I don't even know. Like, I mean, I know you work hard on music, but I don't know how often you're like trying to put stuff out or whatever. But right now, I'm just uh, salute, salute. <laughs> right now, I just released uh, my album "Grind Until You Shine" yesterday. 
uh, I worked on that for about a year. Mm. Uh, so that's pretty much. Uh, I just was trying to break new, break new barriers, break the mold. You know, what I'm saying I never put out a big project, so I, oh, I wanted okay. to put that out. So now I'm just gonna kind of push that for the, probably about the next year, like year. Uh, get the music videos out for everybody to see because that's another big complaint from my audience that I've been getting that I'm not showing my face enough. Oh. So I'm going to be able to put that in there for them with the time that I have. I'm like, I've got a scheduling book. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to make sure that uh, they have it because this album right here, I ain't going to lie. I put a lot of work into it. So, and I know that it, one of them hoes going to blow. I know at least one of them. <laughs> so. Uh yeah, so you can find that album anywhere. Uh Grind Until You Shine Coffee, C O F F E Y. That's on all platforms. You can follow me at good morning underscore C O F F E Y. Uh and yeah, if you want to work, just hit me up. I'm an open person. I reply to you. I'm not I'm not a robot. You know what I'm saying? I may not remember you if we've met before, but don't let that deter you from coming to talk to me. You know? <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank thank you so much for doing this. Hey, man, I, thank you for having me. I try to have people who uh, I really want to kind of go through everybody who was on the uh, the albums, but I, I thought that it would be great, especially for content to mm-hmm. post. Like what I've been doing is just sending like the entire podcast to the person. That way, yeah. they can if they want to chop it up or whatever and post it, they can. But um, yeah, just doing these kind of conversations is great to just get to know people, understand like where they came from, how they. You know how they function because you know. Let's say I didn't know you had anxiety about you know driving around and we yeah. get in that situation. Now it's just like oh snap! Like you know, I, I didn't know, dude. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. most of the time I put myself through that shit mm. and without telling nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's great to be able to have because now I feel like even if it's we're just doing music, like I feel like we're on a new level now. You know, what yeah. I mean? like we have a better connection. So I you know I understand how your brain works, all that kind of stuff. So it, it's just great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Awesome. Well, um, again, thank you for coming on and um, thank you for everybody for tuning in. And we'll Appreciate see you next y'all. Time. Deuces. <laughs>